It'd be nice if I had a glass of water. Welcome to the Off Space Podcast. It's your host with the motherfucking most true offer. And it's your favorite co-host, Ezigo Offer. Coming to you live from the 305. We're in Miami right now. You know what I'm saying? We just got done fucking with Ross at one of his local shows. Man, you know, Ross goes crazy. I'm just happy that he invited us out. You know, no, we're nobody. Backstage. You got to keep it up at least for a little bit. You can't, you can't fade on me right then and there. But, oh, look at this nigga looking suave. Did you see a bitch today? Hold up. Ooh, pants check. <laughs> you know, I had to come out and drip for a second. I feel like I've been getting way too... Appreciate you, DJ. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. <laughs> I feel like I've been getting way too caught up on the quarantining types. mentality <laughs> when it comes to, like, dressing and shit, man. Like, I haven't been coming out in the fits like I wanted to and doing shit. So, like, honestly, even if I'm not doing anything besides recording the podcast, I'm going to have some fun and be me while doing it. So, here I am. Yeah. And guess what? I came dripless. Like, no no drip in sight. I have some sweatshorts on and a shirt from the company I used to work at. You don't even need more, though. though. You know what I'm saying? All I know is I'm good at math. Good at counting these <laughs> ones. Not, I was going to say hundreds and thousands. But not, yeah, not, good at not counting the 17 ones. The 17 ones. You feel me? You ever watched it? Round up to 20. Bro, you ever felt... Obviously, now it's different because of the fact that we're grown-ups and you know that a meal costs this much yeah. at this point. Like, if you go to certain restaurants, but... Do you remember when you used to feel rich holding like 30 ones? Bro, like you felt like you had a wad of cash on like everything. On, on everything. 15 years old, me and the homies pulling up to Taco Bell, knowing damn well that all I have is $20 in my pocket, but that 20 felt like 100. It felt so nice back then. 100 felt like 1,000. When mom and dad used to sauce me up with the a la carte money at Macintosh, bro, mm-hmm. I used to always get like, they'd give me like 20, 30 bucks, and I would just go straight to the little cookies lady in the morning. And I would buy a cookie and I would tell her to give me all my shit back in ones. And I would just wait to walk around like I really had bread, bro. I was a loser. Like, so so much of a loser. I don't know why. Like, there are certain stories I tell from high school mm-hmm. that really, like, it almost bugs me. And not bugs me because I appreciate everybody and I'm happy for my experiences. But it's so confusing to me, the fact that I was cool. Like, because that's lame. That's so I feel lame. Like- Nigga, bust down to 30, bro. Bust down to 30. Who was I splitting that with? Were me and my partners about to eat off the 30? Back the then. The is, though. Back yes. then. <laughs> to be completely honest with you, $30 is going a long way when you're a kid. Now you're trying to go out to eat. And the cheap food, I remember cheap food back in the day felt like $5, right? Now when I'm going out to eat, cheap meals like 10 12 type it's like that's casual that's the regular like if i'm doing balling out or something i might for myself obviously i'm not taking a date out and we're spending ten dollars if that's the case but that's not really what it is anymore no for sure but away from all of that how was your last week my week's been good man uh for the 80 millionth time i've said that my week's been good uh i donated blood for the first time and actually funny story with that so I'm not actually going to. No, no, no. I'm not going into why I donated the blood because, to be fair, that's my own problems. That's my own issues. You know, I'll leave it at the fact that I wanted to help the people. And so, I just think I'm a liar. The first thing we're doing is lying on the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, because, to be fair, I don't know if that's the space to talk about this. For sure, go hard. However, uh, when I went in, you know, obviously my first time giving blood, and I'm the type of dude when I see. Even for like blood samples and shit, for getting like STD tested or doing any type of blood work, whatever. I look at my shit and I feel like I'm gonna pass out. I start getting queasy. I, that's how I knew I wasn't made to be a surgeon. Like, it just me and blood don't agree like that. So, um, you know, she could already kind of tell this and how oh, I was nervous, like coming into the fact. So she's t- chatting it up with me, trying to uh, make this sure that I'm comfortable. You know, first off, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, and just going through the steps to make sure I was comfortable. And I remember even like when it's, 
started or whatever, she was trying to have conversation with me the whole time so to keep my mind off of it. And I recognized what she was doing, but I was like, you know, I appreciate it. But that aside, she started making a joke, right? So she said, oh, your first time getting blood drawn, and this is my first time doing it. I was like, what? Girl, I never want, no, 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 no. Let me go ahead and say this to the camera. This could be you fresh off of the boat. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just left medical school. Like, they're just letting you. I don't know exactly where. I think you do that earlier, like, while you're learning, et cetera. A lot of the times they'll mm-hmm. make you give, I mean, take, draw blood yeah. from people in practice, and that's cool. I never want to know your status. I never yeah. want to know if you were new. I never want to know if you were a student. I never know Bro, what you are. Me. Because if you are in that room putting a needle into me, for all intents and purposes, I'm going to tell myself you've done this for 30 years. You're Every time. She told you know me. Even, I said, ah, I get it. You're new. <laughs> I started to say, I bet. She goes, yeah. And if I am, do I not deserve to get practice? And so in my mind, I'm looking at her like, are you fucking serious? I don't think that's I, not I said, me. I told her, I was like, you can't get practice. Just do it with somebody else. And I'll just be completely frank. That's what I told her. I was like, I'm not trying to have you practice on me. And she's like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. This this isn't my first time. I was like, yeah, I know. Don't worry. So now I'm sweating. But so I'm treating myself. I'm like, whatever. We're going to be good. So she starts the process. And as soon as she puts the needle into me, because keep in mind, I've done like, again, blood work and shit. As soon as she puts it into me, I'm feeling a little bit more pain than usual. I'm feeling a little something off. And so I'm like, well, this don't feel normal. And then I just, out of the corner of my eye, on my peripherals, I peep her signaling to the other person to come over and help her with something. So in my mind, I'm like, what? And so the other person's not even sugarcoating it. She's like, oh, you need me to pull some magic? I said, what magic on who fixing me? What's going on right now? And she goes, yeah, no, don't worry. This is just normal. Sometimes things happen. I'm like, okay. The person comes over and the lady, the other lady does like an adjustment and everything goes well after. But in my mind, I was thinking... I'm really the nigga that's about to just bleed out trying to get blood and everything's about to go bad right now. Like, I didn't even make it to 30. This is really how my end is, but it was all successful. Uh, Thanks be to God for that. But past that, I've just been playing a lot of chess and kind of found a love for that again. So it's been a fun week. Oh, we about to start taking y'all's niggas money too. Just give my nigga a little bit of time. I'm about to start setting the games up. No worries. But a funny story actually to go into just like giving blood and shit like that a little bit is I had to give blood a lot just because, like, not give blood, but have my blood drawn a lot mm-hmm. just because, um, I don't know if it's regular, but um, it's regular at least at the office, well, at the hospital that I go to, that they draw your blood every single month before you can get, like, your ADD medicine, right? Mm-hmm. And so they were drawn, so it was just pretty routine for me. There was a certain point where they didn't... Ha- the lady didn't ask me the typical question I was used to. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm pussy. Like, it's whatever. Like, needles are one of the things that scares me on this planet. Cool. Everything else, I'm not even afraid of the blood, nothing else. It's literally the needle. And so she was like, <clears throat> she never gave me my, my comfort question. Because all of them always ask, like, would you like the butterfly needle or would you like the regular needle? And so she was just ready to go hard. She was like, all right, strap up. And I'm sitting there looking like, ah, ah, ah. Where's the butterfly needle? What's on? What you talking about? She looked at me, she said, oh, you, (laughs) how old are you? And I was like 25 at the time. And she was like, oh, so you made it to 25 years and you still fell for this same trick. And I'm like, what trick? She's like, the butterfly needle and the regular needle are literally the exact same needle, except one has the little shit on it so that little kids feel more comfortable when they get their blood drawn. (laughs) And I was was so butthurt. I was like, damn, y'all niggas scammed me my whole life. I feel like you just didn't listen at home because mom told us this shit. Really? Like the longest. So in my mind, I'm just thinking that if I'm going, I'm just getting a needle stuck into my shit. <laughs> I swore. I was like, ooh, y'all are using less pressure, the butterfly needle. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Spicy. But um, 
just for me for this past week it's been chill it's been cool i've been on um which if you guys don't follow us on instagram definitely go follow us on instagram at the off space podcast but we definitely put out an, an announcement today to give everybody a little bit of a heads up because for a long spree of time like when we started taking this shit a little bit more seriously as a unit right we were cranking out posts damn near every single day doing at least three videos a week just like really cranking out content and for the past few weeks other than the the audio right for the yeah. for the podcast episode we've kind of just been ghost on y'all and just because i made a video on instagram doing the same i'm gonna make sure to do it here just so all of our fans all of our bases are covered it's definitely my fault not as ghost fault like we do make jokes here but for the most part when it goes into this podcast we like to carry a pretty even load right like we're definitely always researching we're always working we're always trying to push forward and that's something about being in a partnership with your brother or somebody that actually cares about you at the end of the day it's still a business and so one of the things that kept running through my mind is i'm not just fucking myself up right now i'm fucking my brother up like somebody i really do love and care about because this is our baby this is our egg like this is something that we really want mm -hmm. to nurture and like watch grow and so <clears throat> i definitely want to thank him so thank you as for being patient with me because you do realize that life happens and sometimes you do hit those lows where you lose motivation but it's about how you bounce back from that shit because i'm not gonna lie to y'all or hold y'all at all like i don't know if it sounded like that in the recent episodes or anything but i've definitely been going through it mentally for the past few weeks just to be real but everybody does and it's not to undermine me, but just to point out the fact that we all go through different battles. We all go through different shit, but it's about not how we look while we're going through it and just like wrapped up in the cocoon in your room and not really leaving, not really talking to people. But it's about how we shimmy back into position and we get it popping because life's always going to throw some bullshit at you every day, every month, every yeah, week. Man. Like no matter how good it is, something is always going to come for you. And it's always how you can handle it once somebody does attempt to test your job. And this is yeah. important because I feel like going on what you said, you know, we're human beings, bro. At the end of the day, every day is a fight, like in some capacity. And it might be a fight Real on shit. it might be a fight on easy mode. Real it might be shit. a fight on hard mode. It's like we look at it physically. Every day as humans, we do certain things to sustain our life. We have to eat, we have to drink water, we have to like do whatever to keep ourselves physically alive. But past that, we neglect so much when it comes to our mental and our spirit to Put the active work in to make sure that those stay in check too because there's always ups and downs for you physically mentally spiritually but how can you keep yourself to where you're uh, at least make maintaining a certain space to where you're going to be on an uptrend eventually and i feel like a lot of people when you get put into these like lows and when you get put into these spaces end up letting themselves kind of succumb to that and like wallow in that time to where they end up neglecting things that keep them above water, right? So if you're not doing the things that keep you above water, how do you ever expect to come out of it? Yeah. Even if it's a struggle at that time and it's harder than normal, it could be exponentially harder. I'm not trying to say like slightly harder. It could be leagues harder. You still have to force yourself to do whatever shit that is. You have to force yourself to still be the person that you want to be. Otherwise, you're always going to be in that pit. And so if you let yourself live in that, it could be a month. It could be a week. Shit, it could be years. It could be a decade. Like, it could be however long it is. You just have to let, realize, though, that if you don't make the active effort to come out of it, you're not going to snap out of it. And I'm actually going to build on that point, actually, player. Like, it's, it's funny to me just because this has been a year where i've been trying to learn my bet to my best ability mm -hmm. and if y'all like we have good conversation all the time don't get me wrong but like it is a little bit of a shorter docket today with great combo don't don't get it twisted but we're definitely going to talk on here for a minute 
always that's the the nature of the off space but it is something that i've kind of been working on this whole year in general and some of y'all may have heard me reference on other episodes when it comes to being kind to yourself and being patient with yourself and so it's kind of a weird area and i'll use a quote from nip just like off of a song shouts out to the, mm-hmm. the god himself but he said there's ups and downs for a real nigga but you'll be lame all your life hater just talking to people that you know kind of talk down the struggle talk down the journey and also identifying the fact that this was a man that i look up to to the point that y'all know tatted on my skin mm-hmm. and he talks about in every single interview that you watch with nipsey hustle and every single time he opens his mouth to talk about the journey to talk about the fact that he's cried he's been pissed off he's been low he's been depressed like everybody else when it comes to this the only thing that separated him from the pack was he watched as you run this marathon and you run this race he's watched a ton of people bow out because of what they're going through and not keep pushing and keep moving forward so that's something that i've had to learn how to control the best with myself with how i handle getting knocked down because a lot of the times i handle getting knocked down kind of catches me with it's like somebody just sneaks you you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like a sneaks a punch to your face and you just get shocked you just get sit back and it's funny because in real life that situation is much different than you know how to like it's funny it's weird to me just because of how certain situations will affect me versus how other situations will affect me but not for the sake of not rambling on too long i definitely want us to get into our heat checks and into music and get into everything else that everybody looks forward to each week i just wanted to say thank you to you guys for being patient and definitely thank you to this guy for basically bearing with me and because I know every single day that you want us to be propelled forward and you want to push forward these goals Man. just like I want to too you know you know my true heart and my true mm-hmm. intention when it comes to this shit so truly as somebody who loves me I know a piece of your probably your grievances obviously while you were being patient a piece of the grievances probably came from the fact that you realize this isn't even how I want to operate mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like you you want better for people and you want people to like continue pushing forward continue fighting and to be the best versions of themselves so i'm going to try every day to continue to show you that continue to show the world that but on more importantly than everything and this is something that people need to write down and make sure that you always remember is to show yourself that because you deserve the best version of you mm-hmm. <clears throat> like working out every day is cool and i'm happy that i've been able to at least stay up on that tip but i mean like there's different variables to being your best self and keeping yourself in that mode so without further ado what is your heat check for this week my heat check for this week is actually something that i've been listening to for months i just never felt like for the sake of the podcast that was the need of me to putting it out there for um a heat check mm-hmm. however especially with the fact that i i still think it's a banger at this point and i feel like this person is going to end up having an actual career in music i feel like it's important because there's a lot of people that haven't heard the song too yet so my heat check is moonwalking in calabasas remix by DDG featuring Blueface, and I'm not gonna lie, it goes stupid. Um, obviously, I hate pe- putting people in a box because I know I hate when people put me in a box, right? And so, uh, DDG, I guess if you don't know, whatever, was a YouTuber who decided he wanted to make music, and like a lot of people look at certain things like you can only be what you are, and it's gonna be hard to pop out of a realm, especially when people see you a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. But with this song it's kind of shown that fuck what people think about me i make good music so y'all are going to take notice and it's on a couple of those spotify playlists that are out there if y'all tap into those and care enough but um yeah definitely go check it out it's a vibe uh 
I feel like Blueface's second verse, the man kind of just floated. The shit was <laughs> insane. Blueface, baby. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> I think the music will speak for itself, but definitely check that out before it gets too cold. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, my heat check for the week, which is going to go into a project that I'm going to break down a little bit because it's been the main source of music for me for this week. Mm-hmm. So after I do this, I'm going to let us go run down singles. He's I'm going to let you go to. a little bit more than that. Okay, I'll get sure. all this kind of like going. Sure. But um, the uh, this Doughboy and Southside, Southside the producer, for those who don't know, since I know there are a lot of people on here that don't pay attention to, you know, production credits mm-hmm. and just like people doing things. But Doughboy... He put out a tape with Southside, and that tape is one of the hardest things I've heard all year. Oh, my God. But the song Get In There, featuring 42 Doug and Babyface Ray, my fucking goodness, nigga. Like, this nigga pulls a, like, niggas like to talk about the baby not waiting for the beat to start, bro. The beat had a second to smell life, and then Doughboy just starts it off, rapper baby mama in the crib getting her back broke. How, What? Baby mama is getting her back, bro. That's what? tough. I like it. What? How the fuck, bro? You know how many niggas baby mamas are at the crib getting their back broke right now? And they have no clue. They have no clue, bro. Like, that shit is a tragedy, bro. <laughs> travesty. The thing the is... motherfuckers going through it. You think instinctively somewhere in their brain, they know? Oh, they know. You but know. they don't. They just don't want to believe it. It's you like... Know. You know. It's happening again, isn't it? Like, like this is something we'll be vulnerable about just because, like, niggas don't like to admit certain things, but we do on the off space. Mm-hmm. I give y'all all the real. Like, a real nigga definitely knows when his queen's getting her cheeks smashed. Nine times out of ten, you're not For the only sure. nigga. You're, like, a lot of the times you have to realize you're not the only nigga. Like, even when it's exclusive. Like, even if you have a little crush on somebody, even if you like somebody, even if you like this boom, boom, boom. Like, one thing that men for sure women super for sure as well so i'll say everybody Mm -hmm. need to pay attention to is where you are in this nigga starting five or where you are in this woman starting five because like genuinely speaking you could be like fourth string third string you could be sitting pretty you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. you could definitely still be a top five player you could be a part of her starting lineup like cool but you could be like the third or fourth Mm -hmm. option right Mm -hmm. And you could catch a little feelings for Shorty, right? Thinking like, oh, okay, we have a chance, blah, blah, blah. But if you didn't reckon, but you're sitting there thinking you're the all-star. You're sitting there thinking that you're the franchise player. You're about to get a contract. You're about to be able to work on your relationship. And then you start seeing how she moved and you realize, damn. I'm not as high up there as I want. So you just either got to A, work harder so you can get that franchise spot, or B, <laughs> you got to just throw it up to the game, enjoy the cheeks that you get to clap when you do, and then and keep, keep it pushing. Moving. Keep it pushing. I feel like some Romes, some people have way too much confidence in in like their game when it comes to like uh, sleeping with people, right? Mm-hmm. While neglecting the fact that there's so much more when it comes to an actual relationship. Exactly. Like you can have the most fire sex with somebody. It doesn't mean they want to Bro. date you. Like, if we want to just, like, keep, yeah. keep things black and white. Like, I've had a woman tell me, like, straight up that this was years ago. But I've had a woman tell me straight up that I was definitely the best dick she's ever had in her life. And don't get me wrong. Like, I wasn't trying to date Shorty either. Like, so let's just be frank. But she was somebody that I was, I had a friends with benefits situation going on. Cool, cool, cool. The way she was talking about the sex, I knew there was nobody else that was about to be able to take this from me. She was like second or third string. You know what I'm saying? So like no matter what, I'm six man of the year. But I was like, I'm six man of the year. I'm looking crazy, bro. Like a week or two later, Shorty was in a whole relationship. Like I promise y'all, like this is why, and this goes into a deeper conversation and deeper topic. And it's the funniest part to me where niggas think that sex is going to be able to salvage their 
relationships or the women just flipping it around because we have to speak on both sides that truly think that they're going to trap a man because of the box or trap a man because of the head or something like that. There are so many levels to a relationship and we are in the most free sexual like time in history to the point that if you really wanted to go find good sex you can really go find good sex not as difficult as motherfuckers want to act but the hard thing to find is a good partner yeah. and so you're definitely going to sacrifice a little bit of this every single time to find a good partner that you can just work on that with about to say, you know it's like, all about what you want for that overall rating exactly you know what I'm saying? Exactly. the box the dick it all could be 99 right but if the rest is clicking, isn't clicking to the point where that person's a 66 overall for you, you're gonna go with the 80. You even even if even if their shit's in 78 in certain categories, you're gonna go with that 80 overall. Bro, I've had girls that give like the best head I've ever gotten in my life, who, and y'all, and like I've gone on this podcast mm-hmm. speaking about how much I love that aspect of yeah. sex, right? Who we frankly knew that we weren't gonna date each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you're it's looking like like FIFA sliders where motherfuckers will have like 90 pace and like 30 everywhere else. Like, defending yeah, defending is 30. You, she can't like, defend the title, not, but but you can't defend the title with just one thing that is a high in that category for me. Yeah. Just like if I don't have all the things that check out for you, I wouldn't expect you to date me either. That's why a lot of the times when you're looking for a partner, you gotta clear them goggles. You gotta take the dickmatized away or like being mesmerized by the pussy and realize, hey, do I actually like this person? Because a lot of us get into fucked up situations. Mm-hmm where it's just fueled by sex i'm not gonna lie past like <laughs> the first person i had sex with i feel like i never got put in that situation again though because it was always i recognized there was more to it so may, maybe this moment is good maybe this is good but I'm not, I'm not ever gonna let myself trip up and get feelings because i had sex with you like because that's just weird to me because then you're, you're ruining you and somebody else's life for a little bit exactly bro you just got to be real and obviously i'm gonna leave that conversation at that because of where it could go. <laughs> I say, I'm, yeah. I've been, I've been yeah. tiptoeing on breadcrumbs, not yeah. trying to say much at all with yeah. certain yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah. But <laughs> speaking of that, um, you wanted me to get into the Doughboy project before you speak on the singles? Uh, or I guess I can go ahead and get into some singles. Uh, for sure. I feel like a lot of music I've been listening to hasn't been project-based. I do want to mention actually a few things bef- uh, from past before I do go into actually the singles and stuff. Actually, now that it came to the top of my head. But there was some um, Vince Staples. I was watching some interviews and stuff with him mm-hmm. and uh, just hearing his takes on certain things and his reflection on his music. And these are from interviews past. But where I am in 2020, it made me go back and kind of redigest um, Prima Donna. And I already liked Big Fish Theory a lot, but there were certain songs on it that just weren't clicking with me. I feel like I gained a genuine appreciation. Appreciate, uh, I can't speak right now. Gained a genuine appreciation for those projects. And the songs I didn't like in particular now, because I guess my acceptance of what certain artists can do in the realm of music past like their actual genre and past what I'm ex- uh, I'm expecting to hear, it just clicks so much more. So Prima Dawn uh, is actually kind of nice. I loved it. I loved it when it came out. I already loved Big Fish Theory, but the, even the songs I didn't like on it, I kind of vibe with a lot more now. So definitely go ahead and check those out again. But past that... The singles I have for this week, obviously, you know, I got to shout out the, that brown boy with the bag, you feel me? Yes, sir, Ski. That boy, Nav. Which, Nav had a really, really, really good project. Mm-hmm. I've listened to probably like five or six songs off of it, but I've heard nothing but great things. And so I wanted to go ahead and say that first, just because of the fact that I'm not going to really be breaking down the album, because I haven't given it a full listen to. Mm-hmm. But definitely know that Nav did drop music from motherfuckers that are checking for that shit, too. Yeah. I'm going to give the full album and stuff a listen to, but... Uh, the song in particular that is going to be the one that has the most traction right now is Young Wheezy um, with Gunna. Shit is a slapper. 
I feel like people, for some reason, wanted to hate on Nav because I guess there was other people in that realm of whatever sound he has that they enjoyed more. And if you're not the top nigga, no one likes you for some fucking reason. Get over yourselves. There's plenty of good music and all things fade and time goes on. So you like diversity, like a, a lot of different people to go to. So Nav makes great fucking music and it did not start here. Shout out to Gun on that shit too. Um, the Kid Leroy and Young... Uh, <laughs> NBA Young Boy. Had a fucking song. Slapper! Slapper! You uh, like you like NBA Youngboy, Mr. Krabs? I'm not saying shit, man. <laughs> I'm not saying shit. <laughs> I know I was going to get baited here, but I, I vibe with the song, so I don't dislike him. I just don't listen to his music a lot like that, but the features are always going crazy on top songs is I do Top like. five album of the year for you? Man, no, nigga. <laughs> what do you want me to say? You, I, people should go listen to it. I love it. Yeah, if you cool. like it, go so listen I know, to it. I know that's where we did for a little bit, yeah. but go hard. <laughs> but it's funny that you say that, man. Genuinely. Uh, past that, uh, last week, I threw a heat check at y'all. Uh, Memphis Part 2 from AG Club. And they dropped another song, Columbia, that is fire. The music video is funny as fuck. And quality, too. I don't know why these young collective of people... It feels like... I want to leave them their own identity, so I'm not going to compare them to anybody right now, actually. I was about to, but I'm not. But it just feels like everybody in this group is talented. Because they have a videographer, apparently. They got dope-ass rappers. They got Producers, just, engineers. Like, yeah, creative individuals like fuck when it comes to just love their energy. all this come out here. Love their energy. Mm-hmm. They seem like a solid group of young men. And I know I won't leave you to say it. I'll say it myself. It's not a comparison to, but it's just kind of the feeling I get listening to their music like Memphis Part 2. Because that was the first place I was introduced to them personally. It just gives me that like 2011, 2012, like ASAP Mob mm-hmm. vibe, like the feeling. Yeah, like, like the feeling. Yeah. I just want to say that because they're very different, but it makes you like, because because that song does, but then there's other songs that make me think like, it feels like them and Odd Future had like a love child or something. Exactly. Shit, right? Because like you think about the fact that we all grew up in different generations, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's definitely old niggas that'll talk about Tribe or talk about Mob Deep, talk about the Logs, just like so many different like collectives or duos, whatever, that gave them a certain feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously twenty six and twenty three. Like so our is it's gonna shift but a lot of those like hype group feelings you know for mm-hmm. people our age is gonna be like an odd future it's gonna be an asap mob and so it's especially when it comes to pivotal years in our lives where we were growing up and really absorbing this shit for the feeling too and so being able to see because we did just run through a string at least me because i'm not as familiar as you may be run through a string of ag clubs like um mm-hmm music videos and those motherfuckers have a different vibe for everything right it's but that crazy. Memphis part two vibe like i'm not gonna lie like if these niggas gave me an album of that you know what i'm saying like nigga what i'd rush to buy that shit i'd need that shit to go get signed i'd have to go get that shit signed by all of them i feel like it's just the fact that they'll never give you it doesn't feel like they're ever gonna give you something of just like the one sound that's gonna be similar all throughout the project because mm-hmm. their sound is just reminiscent of youthful defiance to like the norms and it's I don't and again I'm gonna mention some other names here, but I feel like this isn't like trying to put them in a box. It's just it is what it is. Of course, like their defiance to the norm and like their sound and like how it's portrayed in all these different songs being so different and so different as opposed to even like the genres of music that are out right now reminds me of another group that we really liked at a point that we've talked about Pantheon. Mm-hmm. But it's like they're doing it in their own unique way to such a high quality. They're definitely a group to look out for for surely. So shouts out to that. You got any more singles for the people? Uh. 
Honestly, I was going to uh, put some stuff out there, but nah, not right now. We're going to let those ones breathe. And I'm going to go ahead and let Chuka kind of give a little bit more of a deep dive into some of these albums and shit that have come out. So for Nav, once again, like, <clears throat> I don't want to like harp on his project too much just because of the fact that I didn't give it a fair all the way breakdown and listen to like I wanted to. I definitely skipped to only like the, like the five or six songs mm -hmm. because of the features, yes, but not discrediting Nav at all. Like I don't want to like sound like that while talking about his project, but only because of how this Doughboy project had me. Like this Doughboy project had me in a chokehold this week. Like I couldn't listen to anything else if I wanted to. Like this I described it as like he was it was Ronda bro. Rousey and Doughboy happened out. In nigga, Doughboy himself had a gun to my head and was just playing it all week. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like because that's all I could do. I had no choice. That shit was so fucking tough. But. Like, when it comes to songs on the album, um, Young Wheezy went crazy, like you were talking about, mm -hmm. and Gunna went stupid. Gunna always goes stupid, though. Like, Gunna's somebody that you're always going to look for. Oh, his 100%. Project. Lil Baby went dumb on Don't Need Friends, though. It's still the year, man. What? It's still 2020. Until this shit what? at least goes to 2021, this man cannot do wrong. It's Lil Baby's year. It's Lil Baby's year, for sure. So Baby went crazy on Do Your Deed, bro. I love the little Sababy drop, though, because the little bop that Sababy has on his shit just makes me feel like... I'm so happy he had an album release party at the Georgia Aquarium for people to come through because like so baby's music makes me feel like um it makes me feel like I'm on shrooms at an aquarium but instead of all of the glass where you see sea animals and shit like that mm -hmm. it's just like you have little pockets of that glass but every other pocket is just like a big screen projector of classic anime songs i'm like no classic anime openings yeah but it's never the actual opening playing yeah. it's just saw babies it's music. just him like that shit is awesome they got the me. little amvs going on little kid went crazy too i never have to talk about thugger on here because y'all know how i feel about that nigga king slime never does wrong and so like definitely shouts out to nav the project's emergency tsunami it's out now all dsps but getting straight to the doughboy project nigga <laughs> nigga like what i tell you bro never froze went crazy bussin had little uzi vert talking like this nigga had future on there had young nudie on there has a song called yesersky continue the wave there's so many yeserskis now I'm not gonna and they're lie, all right it, i always see chief keep slipping his way i don't want to say slipping because it almost feels like that he had to finesse chief keef is a legend in this shit at for this sure. point for sure but to see him consistently on these niggas respect these things is so fire to me because i'm not gonna lie i feel like every song i hear him come on is still fire to me so i always love seeing sosa come in on these that's the dope part about hip-hop for me just because if you establish a respected name in mm -hmm. that genre it doesn't matter when you drop you could drop and this is, once again, no disrespect to Chief Key, because I think he's one of the pillars of this generation. So let's be very clear, be very clear about where he stands in hip hop. But it's just like he's definitely not in his prime no more. He's definitely not in that area where niggas are looking at Chief Key for the number one. And song. the thing is, I don't think he but, wants to be. But yeah, but that's important, too, because he stays all the way out the way. So he definitely doesn't seem like he wants to be. But that being said, if you establish a respected name in hip hop, like I still see artists like nowadays, right? Like if we talk about Jim Jones's product project last year. Yeah. or if we talk about freeways project in 2018 nah. or we talk about now we talk about certain people Not now. i might say no <laughs> no Nas's project yeah. like certain people that aren't the most bubbling nowadays right mm -hmm. but 
will drop a project and you'll see all of the hottest names on there. It's because if you are respected, the genre mm-hmm. respects you and they will always fuck with you <laughs> if you have a good solid name. And that's a dope thing I love seeing for Keith. Like the standout songs to me though, like if you really just need a song, like Trippy Red went stupid on this project. And the funny thing is I'm never running to the Trippy Red music. And so I loved hearing yesterday with Tri- Trippy Red, but Sneak Dissa featuring Young Nudie and Get In There, like I talked about for my heat check, definitely my top two songs on that project went crazy. Get in there is just like actual murder music. Like I need, I need that shit going on forever. This nigga has a song called Hunting, Hunting. I don't even need to describe it to you the me, subject matter. It of makes that me song called so Hunting. sad. That shit is so tough, it makes me nigga. So sad when I'm like genuinely just vibing out and just like this is so tough, so nasty, so mm, crazy. Disgusting like, face makes on. me feel a type of way when I listen to murder music because I'm just like. I don't want niggas doing this shit. You know what I mean? I don't want people actually going out, killing each other and doing all this. And I understand lifestyles and how you get roped in these things. That's not what I'm trying to say because I'm not trying to ever really talk down on people that have put themselves in this situation because they were trying to like make ends. It starts a good conversation. But because I know what we're going to get into after. It's just some of that shit is just so undeniably good. It makes you feel a type of way because if you think about it like this too. The people making this kind of music that are is at least effective, they really do this, right? That's and so when you really part. do this shit and you put your soul into and when you put your soul into anything music, you give a piece right? of you. You give a piece of you, you take people to a certain place that is highlighting a story, a time, a feeling that you're trying to portray through that song. So they can't help but have a good natural reaction to it because it's coming from the heart, it's coming from the soul. And you can tell when shit be authentic. You can tell when shit be authentic. Like I'm from Atlanta for real. Like South like we're from South Atlanta, like whatever. But it's like through I'm never gonna act like the hardest nigga on the planet when it comes to like this street life ever like yes you have friends you've been in places you've seen this you've done that whatever but if me personally i'm not associated with anything i don't do yeah. any street stuff cool that being said it's just like just being a li- enough on the perimeter to like hear people's real testimonies real stories like talk to people shit breaks like, my heart, you, bro. you could see you but even on top of that you can feel even as someone like me you could feel the authenticity and i love that because like we were on club like i'll say i was on clubhouse the other day like in one of the rooms that savage was in and savage was talking to people about because he was having an argument there's a lot of things going on in that argument right but one of the important things to harp on is just like he was talking about how motherfuckers always tell um, street rappers and street niggas not to talk about street shit when they make music. But he truth. said, he said, if you talk to, he didn't use these names, right? But just like the example he's making for all intents and purposes, I'm just throwing shit out there. He's like, if you talk to a Mac Miller, if you talk to a G Easy, if you talk to like a so and so about their musical experience, right? Like a Jack Harlow about their musical experience, what are they rapping about? They're rapping about shit they've actually done, shit they've actually seen, and shit they've actually gone through, right? He said, if a nigga one month ago, like 30 days ago, was just getting shot out in the field, you know what I'm saying? Like dealing with some of the bullshit that comes from systemic racism and the all the shit that people talk about with Americans... What do you think he's going to talk about when you put a mic in front of him and you have a beat going? Bro. He's going to talk about the real shit he's seen. Because it sucks because it's like in some, and I don't want this going like a downturn or some shit, but it's just real shit that people need to understand, especially when it comes to black people in the entertainment industry when you're trying to portray like your truths and your history and your community and shit. A lot of, a lot of black products out there are commodities that are based off of black trauma. You know, so it's kind of hard not to speak on these things, especially when that's the life that you've lived. 
if you're trying to be authentic to who you are, you know? At some realm, hopefully, from, like, the motherfucker that's about to be in office and what he promises and with his constituents, change will be made to actually empower our community and, you know, lift people up in these low-income areas to have a better lifestyle so these aren't the shit that they feel like they're drawn to from the cycle of poverty. Hopefully, this content matter can change, but again, like, a lot of this shit is just past traumas that people speak on because that's who they are. You can't, like, and it's... It's sad when that energizes people to perpetuate that cycle, but you can't get mad at them for speaking their truth. Exactly. You can't get mad at artists for just talking about the things they really live. But moving right on for our music section a little bit, we have some music news before we get into events and like things that are going on yeah. in the world. Um, there are a couple things to, to breeze by, but I thought they'd be important enough to mention and some stuff that you might actually just find yeah. really cool. Like one is Bad Bunny, like shouts out to the yeah. god Bad Bunny, apparently is making his acting debut as one of the cartel members in the season three of Narcos Mexico, which I'm so excited to see that shit because he just seems like such an aunt, such a genuine dude. And I want to see him portrayed in something like that because him, real life Bad Bunny, from what you've seen, once again, I don't know his affiliations or connections or anything like that because you never know in this music shit. The most prissy, like the most like posh, as they say, like in the UK, like this, this, that person in the music industry in America is one degree connected to the biggest gangster in a city a lot of the times. Like, mm-hmm. truly, you never know, so I don't want to assume anything. They just happen to be the lucky like, ones a lot of times. Exactly. And so, but like a bad bunny, he seems like a dude that I would be so confused if I ever saw him hold a gun in real life. So to see him being portraying like a cartel member or shit like that is going to be really interesting to see. And I'm excited just to watch. I've always been excited about Narcos just because I love that show, but I'm super excited about season three of Narcos Mexico because of the fact, A, they're going to I think they're building on Chapo's story finally, so they're getting to that part of it. But B, we're going to be able to see Bad Bunny, so shouts out to him. That's going to be fire, man. I'm excited to see him try and be an actor because, in some realm, I don't. I'm not the most versed on Bad Bunny past like his music shit. Obviously, like, you know, I don't. A lot of people, I don't celebrities when it comes to musicians and shit. I don't really try and keep up with their everyday lives. That's just not who I am. Exactly. But I feel like the things I have seen, he always seems like somebody that puts a certain level of energy and like dedication towards making things come to life a certain way when it comes to creativity when it comes to like uh the show when it comes to whatever right Mm -hmm. so i feel like his portrayal of whatever and whatever happens is going to be so fire it's going to be so fire but i feel like he's going to try and put some unique twist shit to still bring bad bunny to it and the director is going to be like oh fuck it got to bro got to and then our next two bits of news um I don't want to dive into too deeply just because, like, I want to let street shit be handled in the streets, like, obviously, like, Mm -hmm. but I do want to make sure to just alert the people that may be looking out for this kind of news. YNW Melly, apparently they found a video from 2018 where he confessed to the murders of his friends in the case that he has ongoing once again this is all alleged i haven't seen any of that shit myself i just wanted to tell you guys about that and also say prayers out to that young man and prayers out to the family and condolences to everybody because that's a tough situation you know regardless of how people may feel on either side that just sounds like something that is incredibly difficult to deal with especially at such a young age with somebody that was so bright and talented and looked like they had such a high ceiling in the music industry mm-hmm. right had the likes of like a kanye west reaching out to him and shit like that off of his earliest projects that are being dropped so you only could imagine where mm-hmm. he'd go in the future so once again like prayers up to everybody in that situation because we don't have anything confirmed we just want to see positivity come out of it and then the last the not the last but a, another thing that happened actually in atlanta this week which broke my heart like genuinely broke my heart was R.I.P. to King Vaughn. 
the King Von shit fucked me up because apparently, like, once again, like, I haven't watched the video and I don't want to get too much into, you know. Like, don't tell me they have a video. Like, apparently there's a video of everything. But I just want to say that, like, honestly, like, one, us killing each other... Like, I'm once again, and I never want somebody that is blue lives mattering it to listen to me say these next statements and thinking I'm agreeing with y'all because y'all's bullshit bringing up black on black violence when crime is just crime and shouldn't be given a color because Mm -hmm. that is the way that we continue to portray systemic racism. Because if you look at the numbers in poor areas, whites are doing the same thing, blacks are doing the same thing, Latin people, Asian people, etc. It's just proximity to people that are in need and people that are hungry. So let's just be real there. But. It's just, I get so, so, so sad and tired of seeing this shit, man. Like, King Von was somebody that was a 94 baby like me. You know what I'm saying? We could have went to the same high school. I could have seen that nigga at lunch. We could have roasted each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. something that is just so close age-wise, just like how the Ahmaud Arbery situation fucked me up. I hate seeing people that it could have been me in that place, you know, just depending on situations, just depending on like if life put me in a different spot. One thing that I was happy to learn before, before, before continuing, definitely want to give condolences, prayers, and love out to his family and to all of the family and friends affected. One thing that was a positive thing to learn this week in that situation was that King Vaughn owns every bit of his masters so that his family will be eating for the rest of their lives off of his music. So continue to run up them streams and continue mm-hmm. to run it up. Now it's just putting it in the right place, talking to a financial advisor and making sure that that wealth can sustain, you know, the future generations. And it, I mean, it... Life goes on, so I hope for them they find a way to carry on happily with him being gone and whatnot. And find, I hope they can find peace. I just, man. I just always hate the fact of like, yeah, give niggas their flowers while they're living. But like, do you ever expect to have to give a nigga that's twenty six his flowers while he's living? You right. Know? In some capacity, you think to yourselves, "Oh, I'm gonna come back to that later." Like I've heard King Von shit that's really popular that's on like streaming platforms, like on the playlist and shit, with features this, that, and the third. But some of the other things I never really heard till after he passed. Right. So I'm on YouTube. And I'm trying to dive into who this young man was. And I'm listening to some of these crazy stories. And I'm not going to lie. These are some of the best things I think I've seen in the last week that I was so happy to watch. Bro, it's so good. Such a bright young individual. And mm-hmm. it's like people like King Vaughn. And this isn't something to boost myself in the slightest bit. This is just something to speak on. The general, one of the general missions of the off space, but something that I've also just made like a life mission in general. Mm-hmm. It's like if you watch these videos, you can tell people like Lil Durk are smart as hell. People like King Vaughn are smart as hell. But the way they talk, right, and like some of the communities they may come from, they look, the the general populace looks at them a little bit differently than they look at like a me and you that grew up in like a Petri city. Right. Like when it comes to black people. And one of the things that I'd love to change in this world one day is the realization that just like AI did in basketball, just like Ocho Cinco did in football and just like many before us have done in entertainment or in sports and everything, whatever. Mm -hmm. I want them to realize that I can stand in front of a podium. Right. At a Senate meeting at this, at that. Right. If they brought me up to speak, I could stand up there in a beanie, a gold chain, gold teeth in my mouth and have sweats on or whatever the fuck I want to wear. And I could be just as articulate and I can be just as smart as all the people around mm-hmm. me in this room because we've seen the shittiest people in the world be dripped down in a suit. 
You know what I'm mm. saying? Have a nice Rolex. Have nice shoes. Some on. of the most disgusting individuals. Some of the most disgusting people. But we've seen some of the brightest, some of the nicest, some of the dopest individuals have like face tats, Bro. have like neck tats. Jeffrey Epstein never had a girl in. You know what I'm saying? Never. Like, and it's so crazy to me that people get judged so wildly. Like you were talking about it really when you had the bank job. It's like yeah. about the fact that you put on a suit and walk into a gas station and motherfuckers would think that you were a special person Bro, because I'm a nigga had a suit on. Everything was different as soon as I had on the suit. They started treating me like I was presidential. I'm like, bro, I'm trying to go clock into my nine to five. Like, you know what I'm saying? Bro, I'd be in the middle of the city of Atlanta, right? On Georgia State campus, just wearing my suit. Like whenever they'd have like certain business days, if you're Mm -hmm. in any of the business schools, you've had to wear a suit too. We get that. But I'd be wearing my suit and I'd be running to like a meeting that we'd have because sometimes they have like the little job meetings. Sometimes they have like the economics club Mm -hmm. that I'm part of meetings, like whatever. And they'll make you dress up. Yeah, I'll be dressing up and walking downtown and I'll stop in like a hotel to take a piss or something, right? Same hotel that I've walked past a hundred times and no one's even thought of talking to me. But the day I have a suit on, it's like, hey, how's your day going, man? Like, bro, what do you do? Like, blah, 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 just like chopping it up, asking you questions. It's like, nigga, what? It's perception, man. And like, I feel like in some realm, our generation, I'm not, I don't even feel like we need to harp on this shit because I feel like collectively as a generation, no matter which side you're on, to be honest, when it comes to like political shit, whatever, we've just all kind of adopted the belief that certain things should not have as much weight as they do anymore, whether they come to like tattoos, whether they be like piercings, whether they be like uh, just regular uh, casual wear. We look at CEOs now and it's almost like we, we laugh at individuals who are in the suit because we're like the richest individuals wear t-shirts and jeans, you know? Exactly. And we're just like, we could do whatever we want. That's why it's the funniest thing in the world to me when I see shit like... um like motherfuckers talking about which this mo- this man's been like this since before the Def Jam days and before he met Russ oh, and like yeah. whatever but like seeing people like a uh, fucking um Rick Rubin be on red carpets in um He'll be on red carpets in potato shoes, like fucking basketball 100%. shorts and a white t-shirt because he's like I've done the work. Mm-hmm. I am respected. Y'all know who I am. I'm not changing for nobody. And that's all it is. It's like, what can somebody offer and what can someone bring to the table? I can talk to a hundred people in a row in suits and I can talk to a hundred people in a row that are just like in the hood or just downtown mobbing and just with people. And I promise you the percentage of quote unquote good people that we find in them are going to look relatively similar because you have to just have faith in human beings. But motherfuckers are always going to trust the niggas in the suit more, which is just perception. But once again, RIP to King Vaughn. May God bless his soul and may God bless the soul of all of the family and friends of the people that are still on this planet that have had to witness him transition in this untimely manner. And with there's, that, this, there's so many conversations to be even had in that whole realm and stuff that, to be fair, I feel like one day I'd love to have an open talk when it comes to knowing that you're, uh, knowing someone who passed before they can kind of like come to terms with things that have happened in their life, whether that be being involved in shit where they may have had to kill people, being involved in shit where they've had loved ones die, like to all these violence, and being in all these like gray area conversations when you finally pass. Because I feel like that's something that, to be fair, if you're ever in a situation where you have to deal with that heavy of shit that early in life, I feel like in some realm, life should try and carry you out to the end years-wise so at least you could find peace with that before you pass because if you pass like and that catches you off guard you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then it's just random who knows what that conversation's like when you when you're when all is said and done and you're gone like regardless of who you, what god you believe in and all this shit i feel like that's just like some level of peace that people are able to find in themselves and you're robbed of that by dying early 
Exactly. Exactly, dog. That goes into all of the questions asked, period. You know what I'm saying? Because that's one of the, th- the craziest things because us as selfish human beings on this planet, just like people on the other side, of course we miss these people and of course we mourn these people, even though like if you believe in a higher power, if you don't, everybody's got a time, right? Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> just like, just even away from tapping into spirituality, it's always interesting to see all of the books that were not closed you know all of the stories that were not finished when it comes to people that have transitioned in an untimely manner and so once again rip to that man we have one more rip which i wanted us to spend a little bit of time maybe giving personal anecdotes if we can about this person because this is a legend this is a a, this isn't a kind of legend this isn't a legend and only what he did this is somebody that in the history of the united states i would rank up there with anybody big legend for the touch he's had across the world and that is alex trebek passed oh my god alex trebek passed this week 80 years young and that was a gem of a human man like when we talk about the the mr rogers and like the people like that alex trebek is somebody that was getting choked up on stage when dude (laughs) like bet all of his money you know how you have to like bet and he bet all of his money to basically say we love you alex trebek like Mm -hmm. little stuff like that like there's somebody there was one moment this week that really touched me because this was past my job he'd be getting his jokes off too on like the low getting his shit off bro like he's a funny nigga bro niggas don't realize bro he's a funny nigga there was the dude who couldn't say like the obvious rap song i think it was like a meg song or something no it was for an answer right was it it was the bro he said the lyrics to six foot seven foot and a nigga said kanye west and he looks at him like are you sure that was my old ass knows that's not kanye west bro <laughs> like that nigga was hilarious and the one the one thing i will say and give an anecdote that i saw from twitter actually mm-hmm. because this is something that honestly made me teary-eyed seeing because we know so many people like this like this was he looks like and i don't want to assume anybody's ethnicity so i'll say southeast asian right he looked like a southeast asian male and um he was talking about how he wanted to hold for a second and give Alex his flowers and talk about the fact that a lot of people in other countries like learn English through shows like this. He said the reason he learned English before he even got to America was like, can you say this 360 like full turnaround moment? Like as a kid learned English watching Alex Trebek, right? Mm -hmm. And then got to the point where he can be on the show and now he's telling Alex Trebek about all of this stuff that he's done for people. He's somebody that I think, especially after the announcement that he was going through troubles dealing with cancer, that everybody on the planet has tried their best to give his flowers before his untimely demise. And it's just like... And in some realm, too, he's 80. So, like... It may be I'm timely. not trying to say, like, oh, it's about time or anything. Because, come, come on now. If, if we could have had that man for 20 more, I'd love to see wish it. wish to have him for you 20 know? more. But at the same time, I'm happy that, again, he got to see a, a, a filled life. Like, a full life. He got 80 years. The life expectancy for men isn't even that much. And the man had cancer, you know? And it's crazy because I think about our childhood, bro. Like, there's so many shows that if I had to, like, if someone said... What are some offer family classics, right? Like Jeopardy wife and kids, them. like and all of these. Mm-hmm. Like we have so many that were literally like the you know sitting around as a family we're gonna watch this shit growing up. And Jeopardy was definitely one for our African ass family. We'd be sitting there trying to guess the answers, trying to like figure shit out, bro. I was sitting there. I remember my pompous conceited ass. I saw the nigga that went on the longest run in Jeopardy Ken, history. I remember Ken. Ken, and I was sitting there thinking, bro. 
I could take this nigga Hell no, bro. Hell no. <laughs> he knew shit that was just made no sense, bro. He had such a long run. They were begging somebody to take him down. They're, They're like, begging somebody to take this nigga down. They're like, bro, we already made you a millionaire. Go home. Like, <laughs> you made so much bread off this shit. <laughs> but like one thing, yeah. which is, I don't, I, I want to say so like, like it's kind of dope. Just also seeing to like the transitioning of the show because Jeopardy isn't going to stop with Alex Trebek. I want them it's, to. I, I know they're to not. To be fair, I, I, I don't think to. they should. Like it's nice that he left such a big imprint on it, but thirty years in but it. But just because he was the blueprint for has the success that it got to, obviously, like the people who came on too. But he was the host. He was the one running this shit. Just because he was that, it's nice to appreciate it. But it's like the passing of a torch, and I feel like Jeopardy was just all around show just a nice basis for families and just young kids and just people in general who wanted to like partake in something where they can have like brain teasers or try and think back for some stupid trivia or whatever and just like gather like you were talking about like us watching the with the family those it's, moments are hard to replace it's nice being able to still have that platform and who knows who knows who the next alex trebek might be who's the host of that shit and might 30, carry it forth like it's gonna be a, running it's gonna be a cool opportunity to see the passing of the torch and he put on a in career. that show he put in some time, yeah. boy. I know they got paid ass. They, 30 they, in that. I know he got paid. Oh, of course, bro. My nigga lived well, bro. R.I.P. Yes, sir. Blessings and prayers mm-hmm. out to the family. Condolences to the family. Love to the family. But motherfucking love to and shouts to Alex Trebek, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that is one of those names. That's that's not a household name in America, bro. That's a household name in the world. Everybody knows who the fuck the mm-hmm. Jeopardy guy is. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows. And that even might be disrespectful saying the Jeopardy guy because I'm sure everybody could at least say Alex. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You got other niggas from other countries like he was talking about that can't even speak English. That, that'll be like Alex Trebek. So once again, RIP to that man, dog. RIP to Alex Trebek. And then moving right along... This week, we also got news. We are going to talk about the election next, so buckle up. But we also got news into, unless you want to... We probably need to go into like one of the segments before unless we you get want, into everything. You want to go into... Okay. Let's take a little bit of a reprieve, because we've had a lot of somber news for y'all, but we also... This is the off space, you know? Let's get, let's time get, to get our shit popping. Let's, let's get our shit off then. All right. We have a section that some of you guys are familiar with, and it's only here and there sometimes called mm-hmm. Privilege or Poverty, okay? And so... Privilege or poverty is self-explanatory. You can make it mean whatever the fuck you want to make it mean, to be honest. And I have three things I want to ask you privilege or poverty mm-hmm. about. And keep in mind, y'all, I'm not going to lie. I have no clue what he's about to ask me. So First thing, Michael Kors. Like, Michael Kors is... <sighs> Don't disrespect. Everything on me want, right now wants to say privilege for all the young people that work so hard to get their first nice watch. It's poverty. It's poverty. <laughs> you know why? Because the world con you into believing that you got to drop, even though it's not the most, you got to drop a couple hundred dollars to get a starter nice watch type shit. That's big poverty when you can get a nice looking watch for the 50, pocket the rest of your money and go buy a little bit of stocks out there and go start the real privilege. The funny man. thing I is, think you're playing yourself. With watch collections and people that really care about watches, the stigma around Michael Kors nowadays of being such broke people shit, which I'm not saying this lightly, by the way. My favorite watch I still own is a Michael Kors and I don't even wear that shit. I haven't worn that shit in over a year now mm-hmm. because my roommate roasted my ass about it. Yeah, nigga. Bro, if, you're that, if you're that into watches, dog, but we're in the wrong conversation in general. Go talk with a nigga who who has the money to invest in a million in the, watches. In the big old boys, of course. But it's the funny thing is, like, there are certain things in Michael Kors price range, too. So it's not even a price thing. Because, like, a lot of decent Michael Kors watches are, like, $250 to $350. Mm-hmm. Like, they're nothing crazy. But there are certain watches in that range. I had a G-Shock that much that I love more. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, there are certain watches in that range that motherfuckers will purchase. 
and still be so much more respected than Michael Kors. I don't know what shift happened. Maybe because Michael Kors makes a lot of great value Rolexes, but it's like once it got to, and I know that Rolex became so big in like hip hop mm-hmm. and like the streetwear culture for a while that niggas was probably looking at them niggas as broke. But it got to a certain point that you see a woman with a Michael Kors bag, you see like You're a like, Michael Kors scarf, and you be looking like. And it might be expensive. So you know Shawty, what I'm he didn't buy you the brand. Nigga, I'm in H&M sweats and a fucking yeah. free t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? I can't judge you. They're looking <laughs> at you like, Shawty, he didn't buy you the Birkin. He got you the course. <laughs> I feel like in some realm, obviously, it was popping at a point, right? But it's just old news, right? And everyone hates old shit until 10 years later when it's the new shit again. Are we going to be and alive to see Michael Kors be cool? 100%. 100%. It's just a cycle. And everyone who says otherwise is dumb. All right, no so thing. next thing on privilege or poverty, Clubhouse. Clubhouse is big privilege you know what i'm saying and as it's like two of your upstanding individuals who are lucky enough i mean three in this apartment building right now to be on that platform if y'all want to invite talk to me no don't I, talk to me don't, don't talk to me that I shit mean, exclusive nigga. talk to me you might not get it but you can start a conversation we're not giving that invite out to none of y'all niggas Look, keep it in the family keep but, it no one went in the family feud niggas is talking about us like we're rock la familia we're rock no, i'm not gonna lie right now with the conversations that are being had on that app in like the small rooms that they are with the people that are in there being able to be as open as they are because of how small it is right now i feel like that's a privilege because you might not ever you i say you because i'm gonna get to the point where i have these or anybody i'm determined i don't care i'm not trying to say that because i'm better than that or whatever i'm a hard-working individual who wants to see his wildest dreams come true i will have these conversations when i want to with who i want to that's not the issue but most people are not going to have that case so if you can get in it right now and be able to hear these perspectives that is a privilege beyond any means and it's super dope while it's exclusive to be honest because it leaves comfort right Mm -hmm. because you could be in rooms like like i follow a lot of industry people on twitter right and fortunately a lot of them i've known for a long time follow me back when it comes to just like a communities and just being a part of social media for a while but sometimes you can get lost in a world where you're not really interacting as much you're not really talking about meaningful things as much cool 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 even though most of the times i'd be doing this shit as an audience member don't get me wrong on clubhouse mm-hmm. just sitting back and listening just seeing people people that have done things in industries that you care to be in in a comfortable setting and don't get me wrong sometimes niggas industry it out mm-hmm. and it's and it's rooms you never want to be in yeah. but when niggas are just chopping the shit or really dropping gems dropping yeah. jewels like i love being able to just be a fly on the wall and absorb because these are settings that once this app gets unexclusive and people can mm-hmm. get on are going to kind of go away yeah to it, a degree because you the, know the, allure, the content's going to change the content's going to change because you know the allure, for people in some aspect but you know the allure of exclusive right yeah and unfortunately a lot of people are um super clout chasers and like mm-hmm. this this that so they're literally only on there because it's exclusive but like there's so much more you can get from that shit so we never uh-huh. and i want to go on what you're saying because that's important bro i was in a room with like 15 niggas bro 15 and one of them was metro booming and you know what the room was as a movie enthusiast the room was solely dedicated to no industry shit on some oh let me show you my beats metro or let me have you listen to a song like that's why on. they feel that comfortable wasn't the, that wasn't because the they could talk the about anything they don't have to get bothered about the shit they do the purpose of the room was to talk about movies as a nigga who likes movies, here in Metro Boom and cut off on the dumbest shit, the Sandlot, as well as with other people in the room, and like, fuck, and I don't want to say fuck Metro, but past Metro, the other people were killing this shit. Hearing them talk on all these movies, the 
Tarantino ones where all this shit it was just like a fun ass time it was like being in a discord call with exactly. random individuals talking about and just hearing random shit, shit I love just that bro like I was sitting here today just listening to like some of the people I fuck with but even then some of the people I really don't know like I'm never gonna act fake like I'm cool with a bunch of these people mm-hmm. in this I'm really not I'm a nobody but it's just like we'll be somebody someday don't forget mm-hmm. that but yes, it's sir. just like when it comes to that just seeing these motherfuckers debate stupid shit that me and you sit here and debate all the time whether it be like I heard niggas talking about best Drake album today or who, what album are you looking out for this year or like what's the best production only on an album you know what I'm saying and just giving different answers and in my head I'm answering these questions and they're so different from anybody else's and it's just knowing that we're all different and knowing people's perspectives mm-hmm. and where they come from with certain shit because one nigga was speaking on the fact that his favorite drake project was take care but he realizes it may not be drake's best project and that's because of the place and time he was mm-hmm. he literally just went through a breakup yeah, you know yeah. what i'm saying so, so it, it was like it, it came it, at the perfect. right point and so mm-hmm. i love little stuff like that little combo so that's fun but moving on to the last thing on privilege or poverty tiki tango Tiki Tango is a privilege, my man, especially inside of a... I'm about to air myself out right now, bro. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and I know how everybody feels right now with all this. Again, we, I've done a reflection room. We've talked on this in other podcasts. There's a way to, ha- to have fun and be safe in a pandemic, so I'm not even going to talk on that. But having Tiki Tango as lit and as live and as much of a vibe as it is even right now... It's a privilege to have, man. I just know if I'm going it's to privilege. if I'm going to Tiki that weekend, I know I'm just not going back to Peach to see mom and dad for I'm not, yeah, seven yeah. to ten days. Or just making sure that I'm negative before because that's something else I want to harp on. Like, yes, Ezgo does come out and he does hang out with us, but every single time you go back home, you get a test before you're I wear, home. Bro, I wear a mask in my house and I stay in my room and I go only the nece- necessary places, and then as soon as I can, I go ahead and I get tested, so I know when I'm negative, I could be around my loved ones again. Exactly. And then like, I go about my day. But sometimes, I have to sacrifice a few days with my loved ones, because I have to be a regular fucking person, for your and sanity, I have to go bro. catch the vibe that is... You just have to be smart, because you know? like you were saying, like you take the necessary precautions, but you have to realize something. And this is something that I see on the internet. Like Truly, we're not in the middle of five, two to 5,000 people crowds, where those motherfuckers are having those whole-ass concerts right now, because that's a little bit nuts and i get that but if you're going out on a weekend like during this shit you have to realize that everybody going out because people are like bro what about the people you put in danger this is that, that are out no, at that bar. no 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 hold on yeah. this is where i'm getting into it's like yeah. bro like my kroger's and publix's and like the gas station and all the little shit that i do during the week because for the most part i literally just stay in my apartment and don't see anybody else other than the people i go out with but like even then it's like i wear a mask Every time I leave my house, every single time I leave my house, the only time I'm not wearing a mask is when I'm at those things because guess what? Everybody I'm around are, nigga, up for are niggas that sign up for this shit too. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Like, that should be obvious. And so everywhere before, you go, everybody else in those regular settings wears a mask too. Wears a mask We've all seen the graphics, my nigga. 99% that that's not going to happen. Like, let's just be real. But so you would say Tiki Tango's privilege? <sighs> right now it is. I hope when all goes back to normal, it's still a vibe. I hope it stays a vibe, bro. Just because like, yeah, I've never seen a place that has the outdoor setting for if you want to be like that, that has the chill like pregame spot on the other side of it. If you want to just cool like lounge area pregaming. I've never seen the dance club on the bottom. Like it's just everything. 
Like, you could really social distance in there while a nigga is downstairs packed like sardines, like, with ass on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really you choose your vibe and you choose whatever you want. So, shouts out to you because at the moment, I'll still put that place privilege. If it gets played out, though, like we've seen a lot of places Mm -hmm. in Atlanta get played out, unfortunately, it will move to poverty. But at this moment, I'll keep it as a privilege. And then I have one more question for you. That's not privilege or poverty because that segment is over. All right. All right. Let's get so into if it. you were placed, again, I don't know what he's about. So to if you were placed in a situation right now, right, and <sighs> Georgia Smith was sitting in front, bro, of you got to stop asking me these questions. Georgia I'm not gonna lie, because <laughs> at some point I'm gonna have a conversation with her, and I'm not trying to refer back to every podcast. So Georgia Smith is sitting oh in front God. of you, and she says, "Before we do anything sexual, you have to either suck my toes or eat my ass. Which one are you doing?" All right, I'm not gonna. To be fair with you, I wish I would have asked what the question was before we started, because I don't even want to answer this. <laughs> Wait, you sucking toes, dog? <laughs> no cap. You sucking toes quick, bro. Fresh out of the shower. I mean, like, ask before I suck toes. Fresh out of the shower, you're not eat, like suck. I'm not. You're not sucking any toes. Fresh out of the shower, like you didn't get any foot grime. Bro, let me be real with you. Let me be real with you. Okay. And this is no offense to anybody else, right? But we're adults now, right? We're in our twenties. We're grown ups. Most people, at least I'm praying, I'm praying most people at least wash their ass when they get out of the shower, right? A lot of people, because there was actually a conversation about this on Twitter, which blew my mind, and it was mainly white folk, I'm not going to lie to you, but still, it was a lot of people that said they don't wash their feet, like they don't wash certain areas in the shower because the water is touching it, what's the point? And it's just like... You know how gross the bottom of your tub gets if you're not washing that shit consistently? So literally, other than water, your toes and your feet are just planted at the bottom of this shit for the little water that can seep through. You want me to deep throw your fucking big toe and your fucking pinky and shit like that? That may have been scuffing up grime on the bottom of that shit. When I just saw you wash that asshole, I'm going to lick that bitch. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. Because the amount of thought that you put into, into... Anything that has to do with feet. I have a general question for you. Do you have like a fear of feet? Do I have a fear of feet? No. I don't have a fear of feet, but for a long time in my life, feet have been one of the most disgusting things ever. To be fair, with people... Wait, wait, though. Wait, wait. Slow it down. Slow it down, Chief. Slow it down. The way you said that's so no, matter-of-fact, Frank. But, no, I'm being dead serious because I love pretty toes and pretty mm-hmm. um, fingers and like hands and all that like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like I love a girl that makes sure she keeps herself clean, makes sure she keeps a nice set on, like all of that. Trust me, truly commend, and I know I praise all the work mm-hmm. women put in. But like when it comes to that area, bro, a you of all people even though you framed it a certain type of way you know how off the wall random like my brain is like you said you put a lot of thought into this nigga i put a lot of thought into useless shit like i put way too much thought into useless shit to be fair that's how my I'm brain not works lie. like i did put, put that man on the spot knowing damn well that if it very well could have been flipped to me i probably would have had a million scenarios for all these already playing out. i know me, how bro. we are but. i just i've been thinking about this bro i don't want to walk a thousand miles in your shoes because a lot of people been walking a thousand miles and then put their feet in somebody's mouth bro you got me fucked up right. so many people like to i like so how- so, so she scrubbed up the feet. The feet looking squeaky clean. Oh, you almost see like you know how people be uh, doing like the little Instagram videos and all that. The filters they got the little shine on it. So that's how the feet are looking coming out fresh out of the shower after they really got down and dirty to just get them clean. Only in one way. Only in one way. Because I'd have to ease myself into this, right? Because I'm not about to start the like gawk gawk on the feet. Like, yeah, I'm, bro, first off, you don't have to like. I'm not talking about foot fetish. A lot gotta, of these like, niggas try and is crazy, bro. A lot of these shit I've heard from niggas is crazy. That's other people. But that I'm being said, for, you. for me, I you know what? First time on the pod, I'll admit it. I'll be 27 in January, so I gotta grow up eventually. I am not against sucking toes 
for a woman for a woman that that really does something for because there are some women on this planet that really do enjoy that only because of the well, fact that's weird though only because of the fact that i heard of a certain move of when you got her legs up in missionary you know what i'm saying and a lot of niggas like to freak that into the dirty fish hook or into the choke stroke but if you're not doing one of them <laughs> nah, y'all y'all know about the dirty fish hook if y'all my visual listeners if y'all don't know about the dirty fish hook bro y'all ask me about that later i'll get into it but like if you're not doing one of those positions or a few of the couple things you can do to freak to freak the missionary sometimes you'll be making out sometimes you'll be staring in the eyes one nigga told me he was with somebody that really enjoyed getting their feet sucked and he had her a missionary with her feet up and he was sucking on her toes while fucking her and she had an out-of-body experience so if i met somebody that really loves feet like they really like getting their feet fucked with like that I just I'm don't. For it. I'm game. I'm you know what? I don't want us to dwell on this anymore because I know we got a good <laughs> we got a good conversation going around sucking toes, but it's just like, what sensory experience are you really capitalizing on from getting your feet sucked, from getting your toes licked, or any of that shit? I mean, to be real, I don't know. Like you have to think about it from the point of everybody's everybody's so different sexually mm -hmm. when it comes to the spots that so it doesn't on. even it doesn't even necessarily i guess have to be a feeling that sparks it's just like the idea of thought or something it's, like it could just be the thought it. too because you know that women are a lot better when it comes to like men are more visual women are more stimulated mentally and like whatever so the thought of a dude sucking her toes right may be enough to like help push her in that direction because she's like, like oh you're not doing this for everybody oh this is something that they're you're not doing this walking down the street you can touch a girl's ass walking down the street but you can't pause just like you're you not see, really gonna be grabbing just like you see ass, different things like, you know obviously. aren't like real key spots right yeah like that people will kiss on whether it be parts mm -hmm. of your chest or whatever that instantly gets you like ooh, like, <laughs> like you're ready to Got go and so yeah, we'll move on though. Like that that's funny as shit though. This nigga Oh, so you didn't choose one, bro. You I was hoping you suck his so toes or you eat God, ass. I was bro. hoping he would Georgia look at you, you suck toes or you eat ass. I'm not gonna lie, you gotta stop asking me these questions of people I'm trying nah, to Nah bro, Georgia Kalani, bro. I'm putting all this nigga dirty laundry out there, bro. One of y'all is getting your toes sucked or your ass eaten by this nigga one day. So choose wisely. Which one? My man, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna be honest in this moment with you. I ain't got a preference on either as long as they're both clean. It's just, which one do you want, Shadi? That's all that matters for me. You know what this nigga's doing? Tiptoe in by This nigga dancing around the fucking answer. It's okay, though. We'll move on. Whatever. And so, moving right God along. Got his ass, coach. Moving right along, we have a couple bits of news, which, uh, by a couple bits, I want to get to the PS5 drop first, because I know that probably the, the PS5 drop in the Portland information first yeah, let's just before we get to the election yeah, stuff yeah, but yeah. and so to talk about it the ps5 is actually out now yeah right and so i, th I think or it's close to or whatever because i've seen like people streaming uh valhalla well we're, right? so we're, they can't be streaming that online something else i'll say we're it's either out or we're in the dawn of being out only because i say that like we don't have a laptop in front of me but that being said it's just like that shows you how little we both plan on getting in yeah, like, to be fair, it's just like oh, the twelfth of November, so it's about to be out tomorrow. Because I've been seeing, like I've that. been seeing a lot of people getting Xboxes, and a lot of people have gotten PS5s because we're we're kind of in the point of you know how social media mm -hmm. works, etc. With these companies, we've seen it with all of the brands, and now they're at that point of video game consoles because it's now been five six years since a lot of these consoles have been read up, mm -hmm. where they're shooting it out to 
the tastemakers, like the influencers and like the people that are big in their industries so that they can keep the hype up and keep getting shit popping. Like we've seen LaMelo Ball today. He just got an Xbox. Like a lot of people with their name engraved, like the people that got the first round. And this yeah. nigga posted the Xbox and then the next, very next story, he said, but don't get it fucked up, shawty. Still PS5 gang. Which is crazy. Say, Imagine if you're Microsoft and you sent this nigga an Xbox and he put it on his story. The very next story is, don't get it twisted though. <laughs> Bro, because obviously in some room, they got to realize this is period console and i haven't even played consoles in a minute i just ride for playstation because microsoft had me way too fucked up on several occasions that red ring shit really was one oh of the most goodness. like was one of the first moments that me and Ezgo and obviously I'm, I'm being dramatic because we've gone through a lot together throughout all of our years but like one of our come together moments definitely had to be the red rings because this was during a time that i got the wii you got the 360 and then the next christmas you ended up getting the ps4 mm-hmm. no the ps3 so we ended up just having everything but it's like during that time we were playing a lot of Smash and a lot of stuff on the Wii, and that's fine. But some of the most fun moments were the Xbox moments. So then mm-hmm. this shit red ringed, bro. You should have seen us, bro. We were like mad scientists. I'm doing research. This nigga Esgo trying to doctor the fucking Xbox. Like we're trying our hardest we're for trying weeks to trying to everything. fix this shit. We would get it to work for one day, and we'd feel like, oh, we got this, and then wake up the next day, instant ringed it's again. Up again. These niggas was trying to play with a like, real nigga when it came I, to the I think return I told policy the story and everything because like they, the guy first off lied to me. I dealt with the most bullshit customer service because they just lied to me about my warranty i called back my warranty when i called back like a year later because i was like you know what i gotta give it another try i was on some like it we gotta make it happen shit they were like yeah your warranty just expired like two months ago i'm like what so what the first nigga told me and then they're like sorry man you're just out of luck i'm like what the fuck do you mean i'm out of luck and that's when i knew it just wasn't team microsoft man but fuck, fuck them niggas bro honestly at this point it's fuck both of them because you when you can PC do everything on a pc that you could do on a console besides the exclusive games why would you ever go and go ahead and get like a console variation man exactly so i feel you there and then one thing i wanted to give a shout out to and a positive thing with all of the news and bullshit we've seen going around in the nation is portland i think it was portland in particular it may be all of oregon i don't want mm-hmm. to you know speak incorrectly there so we'll just double down on okay it's oregon they do criminalize all drugs and so that started yeah. so many memes and people posted so many people that have passed from drug abuse and like whatever saying that's how their vacations in Oregon are about to look like. Mm-hmm. But the positive thing I want to take from it is, A, I want to do something for our listeners because a lot of people don't like to do their own due diligence, their own research. Decriminalization doesn't mean things are legal. That just means that when they catch you, they're going to give you a ticket instead of three strikes and locking your ass up. They're taking a lot of the revenue that they've made from the legalization of weed too, because that is actually legal. You can go there and buy weed in a store. Motherfuckers were acting like because they decriminalized crack Mm -hmm. and shit like that, that you can walk up to the neighborhood bodega and get you some crack or something like for free. Like like for the, (laughs) like no nigga. But one thing I want to point out, shout out to them, because this is something that the rest of the United States should implement, is if you decriminalize these drugs, right, for users, obviously not for sellers, how mm-hmm. they're doing it you make it so that people that are have a genuine addiction and have been going through something mm-hmm. right don't have to also have the fear of going to jail because the fear of going to jail what is that going to do someone's going to go to jail or prison they're going to get out after a certain amount of time they may change they may not but you're just going to put them through some hardships while they're dealing with addiction what they're say, taking is yeah. the revenue and they're putting it into rehabilitation so that yes you'll pay a fine but instead of serving like x amount of time in jail they're going to make you go to these mm-hmm. rehabilitation centers that they're now funding with the revenue to get people and better you know and actually crazy? do actual change you end up creating jobs 
bettering the lives of everyday individuals. Who would have guessed? And making a system that can just be positive moving forth. Which, to be honest, I believe in the realm of capitalism, how we have it set up now, maybe isn't the best in how certain things work in the country, but I believe there's a systems where literally everybody can be a winner in a sense. Like everybody can come out feeling like the people were better taken care of, businesses are making good money and things are, everyone's not getting stepped on. It's just creating new jobs and things that actually matter and upholding better systems. But I saw a tweet that was kind of funny to me because it was like, who would have thought in 2020 drugs would be looking on, looking out back at the world like, damn, we really won the war on drugs. <laughs> like, <laughs> drugs really came out on no, top. Niggas are shit for some of the tweets I saw, bro. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to repeat them on here. But like some of y'all niggas was wilding. But yeah, definitely yeah. shouts out to Oregon because that's so cool to me. I love the rehabilitation point too. Just because like if we were, looked at like the crack epidemic, like we've looked at certain like the opioid mm-hmm. epidemic that's currently going on. There's a lot of people that really... There's a lot of people and families that have really been yeah. fucked up by this shit that are now going to be afforded a second chance due to systems like this. And it's nice because obviously it's an organ and it's not the the South. But I saw something recently that apparently Mississippi's taking measures to work towards uh, the legalization of medical marijuana. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of inspiring because you're starting to see it crack the deep South. Like I'm talking the Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia types mm-hmm. and Georgia shouldn't be that far. No, we don't include ourselves because of this election. We don't include us with I them want, niggas I, no more. I want to, but we don't even have the legalization of medical marijuana. No, still though. We blew and though. We blew. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we're not, I'm not going to lie. The fact that Mississippi is taking moves to get shit like this done and Georgia still isn't, bro. That's a bad look, bro. It's a bad look, bro. But that's... I looked at a chart this weekend, which is something that, I mean, obviously, black people have been mm-hmm. talking about for centuries that white people told us we were lying about, but has come back as true. Who would have guessed? That seems to be the story of 2020. But, like, one thing I looked at was them saying that... And once again, you know where we ride on terms of if you're not pushing our people forward... We don't, if you don't, I won't even just say our people. If you're not pushing the people forward in an effective way, we don't support you, Democrat or Republican. This is just for terms of conversation. That it's an interesting fact that a lot of these southern states are really blue states that are that blue states that are um, in disguise as red states due to voter suppression yeah. and a lot of things going on in the prison system because they went on to when see... It comes to, like districting uh, and voting and shit too. That's shit's major. Right? And they went into looking just specifically to the people that have had their rights taken away mm-hmm. to vote, etc. of numbers in Florida, in Mississippi, in Alabama, states that we've just deemed fucked. Just deemed fucked because of how they rule and how they work, right? Like, they looked at the numbers of like ex-felons etc just once again you know the people that have lost their rights and seeing the sides they vote on typically and like what they trend towards and they added those numbers just hypothetically to elections and a lot of those states flipped which was interesting for me to see in terms of the fact that it shows that voter suppression is working it's, you know what's we've cr- seen a lot of real real like our governor ryan kemp like a lot yeah. of things we've seen a lot of real situations where that have touched us in terms of voter suppression working but now we're see we're now kind of uncovering the dirty underbelly of the fact that it's much on a much larger scale across the united states than people wanted to act mm-hmm. like it was i know like when they come to the thought process that felons shouldn't have the right to vote when they try and make it out to be uh why should someone who creates heinous crimes have the vote, right to vote in like matters that decide how the common people live and, and that argument just makes no sense when a lot of like again people who are in prison and become felons are in there for again the war on drugs but past that it's just the fact that 
do you th- felons should have the right to vote, man? I think when you look at certain things, no one's making a vote on whether or not murder should be legal, right? No one's making a vote on whether or not like certain heinous crimes should be legal or should be like okay. That's never gonna right. actually come into like something that should be out of vote. Keep it a it's buck. voting on shit that's like should drugs be decriminalized? Keep it a buck. Like keep it a buck. And one to go off of what you were saying, bro. An ounce of weed is a felony. Mm-hmm. Like once you get into an ounce or anything above an ounce is a is, sorry anything above an ounce. So what if a nigga really rode up, finally saved some money, decided it would be economical for him to buy. A twenty to buy twenty nine G's. Like his his dude threw in a little extra. He, he essentially when he went to his dealer that was Sam's, you know, he decided he didn't want, didn't want to go to his Walmart dealer anymore. He wanted to go to Sam's, wanted to buy in bulk. Exactly. And all of a sudden, the man bought some a marijuana for some medical usage, and all of a sudden now he's a felon. That's Such a non violent offender, like whatever. And even if we want to go into it, bro, some of y'all, y'all get mad at Cheech and Chong, bro. Some of y'all, Billy, some of y'all Billy Bob's on Facebook that have the worst opinions I've ever seen in my life. I would much rather the guy that had an attempted murder case get out of prison and vote than some of y'all sorry like let's just be real like a lot of these niggas look at felons and they think they're less they're subhumans Mm -hmm. because of some things that may have happened in your past when you don't know the true story and you don't know the depth of these things but speaking of voter suppression and all this stuff going on i don't want to harp on it too much just because of a lot of the claims that have been made by the current president of the united states with everything i just wanted to update you guys and say that joe biden is the new president-elect he ended up winning mm-hmm. the election. I think the current count was 290 to 214, and then it just kind of seized. The AP called it. Georgia ended up flipping Pennsylvania. And then they're still going to let all the like votes Nevada, really come in and sure, wait to finalize everything. Sure. But it's looking like Joe Biden has drastically gotten enough like votes for the Electoral College. Before, I know they're actually going to put their votes in. And to be honest, there might be some people that stray and like go rogue or whatever and end up casting their vote against like what... Uh, their states what, yeah against what they're expected of from like how people voted in their state but i don't think there's going to be like 20 something odd number of them that end up going fuck it i'm voting for trump like that never happens you know i'm just so proud like i've said i've said this not on the podcast but obviously it's time to use our platform and say these kind of things like it's not for the fact that it's a democrat that is the president-elect because that mm-hmm. honestly like hearing the word democrat and republican at this point kind of like pisses me off because of the fact of the matter the real fact of the matter that none of these niggas have done shit for my people and so i want to talk more about the fact that i think the youth have showed truly the youth minorities women like the lgbt community a big shout out to them i think we've all just shown that we took power we, back from like old exactly we've taken our power back and we don't care who it is in office as long as this person is pushing us forward and if they're not then we're on their ass and it's on to the next and if they're not once again like you said we're on their ass and we're moving forward because this is what a lot of people because i was so proud of georgia for flipping blue mm-hmm. don't get it twisted like so proud of georgia for flipping blue but that's only because of the nigga that is in office currently mm-hmm. like if a republic if a progressive type which seems impossible to a lot of people because of the fact of the sports team mentality where you look at all democrats like this and all republicans mm-hmm. like this but if a progressive republican came yeah. in right and wanted to just push these policies and biden ended up doing nothing for the next four years i promise you i'm voting for that so, so that's just it i feel like um 
this leads into a deeper conversation that we might have time for on this pod, but I'm actually generally interested in because it feels like the direction of the country when it comes to voting and how much like the youth is active in voting now. And I say like progressive youth and people who want real change made socially in certain ways and circumstances. I'm excited to see how the two party system kind of uh, changes moving forward in the next decade is specifically the Republican Party, because a lot of the platforms that is the basis for their party are outdated now and majority of people aren't really writing for so if you want to have a chance of putting a representative for your people in in office you're going to have to kind of update these and kind of reestablish what your platforms are so i'm excited to see what new republican candidates might be because again i'm not somebody who claims either party so if there's a candidate that i feel is better suited for the people i'm going to vote for them but at the same time i feel like this can also lead to the dismemberment of both parties and give rise to a better system where it's just and individuals that aren't as represented from just two sides of like the country having an opportunity to stand up and lead the country in a direction that's just for the betterment of the people, all people. Exactly. And so that's exciting to see. And I love I love exactly where you're going with that just because it, we're now watching a new like there are still a lot of sheep on both sides. Like there's still a lot of people obviously we have a big problem with this two-party system and the sports team mentality. We've gone into that. But it's interesting for me just because, like you were saying, we're watching like the youth create new identities because of a lot of these outdated things that these parties represent and use as their main platforms. Like using front of the show and somebody that identifies as a Republican. But believe it or not, a lot of Republicans think that fucking Trump's an idiot, too, just like Democrats do. That's the craziest thing to me. When people see somebody's a Republican and instantly think they're a shitty person, it's like, no, that's not the truth. But like using somebody whose ideologies and somebody that's character we can attest to, like a Casey. Like if a, if a Republican like Casey, like mentality-wise, was running for president, I would vote for that nigga all day because of the fact that I can attest to the kind of character they have you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying and that is important because character is going to push these problems forward character is going to be the person that is sitting down willing to listen to whoever right that they may not understand and they may not see their point of view and see this see that from and be able to pick and choose you know what i'm saying the things that they implement and bring into them that are going to push the government forward because it doesn't have to be Republican it's yeah. Democrats too because we talk about like the new mm -hmm. age ones and I've sung her praises and a lot of people think she's way too left for them or whatever and I'm not talking about policy when it comes to this person but I'm just talking about outreach and the way they touch the people it's like seeing the new age Democrats like a lot of them are once again we're talking about outreach touch and whatever whatever the fuck is like an AOC just using yeah, her man. as an example too like I love seeing this new gen and I love seeing the changes that they've made because you see even an AOC like she called out within the last two days like Biden there was somebody that was being announced for that was rumblings of an, that they could be a part of Biden's cabinet or somebody mm -hmm. that is close to that presidency and she instantly called it out and said Democrats aren't going to stand for that because we know how fucked that person used to be or we know this or mm -hmm. we know that about that person and that person's a Democrat it's, it's people like her in that way that are going to change each party because if you stop giving a fuck about red you stop giving a fuck about blue and you start giving a fuck about what you believe in and how it's going to push people forward then you're going to be able to keep people accountable and that's something we sing every single week like the, is keeping people accountable the important part of what you're saying is the fact that underneath both sides regardless of which one you believe is the right for the moment because right now, I don't believe in a pandemic that a lot of conservative ideals are what's right for the people. Mm -hmm. That's just like my view, my views on I it. Agree, agreed. But um, regardless of what you think, 
under the underlying thing about both sides is that they have a system that they believe will help essentially the people and the country move forward in some fashion. And so as long as you have a good person of character representing those ideals, you'll be able to see systems come into place that are, again, are made for the betterment of the, uh, of the country, but with the people in mind underneath. And I feel like that's the important uh, like part to take from that. And that was the big part of this election, like to be real, like because we have somebody in office currently, which independent of their party, it's just you can't really call their character for good or for bad. And mainly the way that it's yeah. shining, it looks like for bad. And that's because, yes, there are people of the belief that he doesn't believe any of the shit he's saying. And he's just saying it for selfish reasons. But a lot of the rhetoric that you use, your verbiage, all of that matters so much, especially in a time like social media. Right. Where we're all so close and we're all so connected because we're in a globalized you see, world. Man. You see how divisive this shit can be. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't speak a certain type of way. You shouldn't talk a certain type of way. People call it real. They call it this. They call it that. That's not real, though. Like the way that I use my platform. Right. Like when it comes to the off space, I use my platform as responsibly as I believe I can. I get called out every single week for something from one of my friends. And I use that as a way to edit how I act if I deem fit to move forward because you're supposed to be able to take criticism, you're supposed to be able to take people yeah. you know, that are trying to keep you accountable so that you can be your best self. What more do we want from people in this country, especially Trump? Like, I wanna be real with y'all, for four years, I've been begging this nigga, begging this nigga, you know what I'm saying? To do better in certain ways because I want him to be a great president. I want to love President Trump. I want to think that he's an outstanding person. You know what I'm saying? Because like they were harping back on McCain's speech where he conceded defeat and he knew that Obama was the person that ended up winning. And however you may feel about Senator McCain, RIP to that man, that one, like certain things he was saying were absolutely true. It's like you may disagree with certain people, right? But as long as your heart's in the right place for the progress for the progression of the people of the United States, that's all that should matter. And so taking those words, I truly hope that with Joe Biden coming into office and Kamala Harris as his vice president, I want to speak about the positives here. I want to speak about the positives because that's something we should use our platform for. One is you guys have heard me say many things about Kamala Harris on this podcast. And one thing I want to go ahead and say is that is a beautiful black woman. And so her being a beautiful black woman, that's two, two denominations of people that now have somebody that has reached the highest office in the United States, whether it be president or vice president, whatever, is sitting in that, is going to be sitting in that White House, going to be living in that White House, and is going to be an important player in the ongoings in the United States that little girls of all races can look at and say, I see that. And that is a possibility for us. Man. That's inspiration. Little bl And black women in general can look at and say that we have all of the statistics. We have all of the numbers. We are the most educated group in this country. We are this, we are that, and we are still demonized the highest. We are still played the most, played with the most for show when it comes to their bread, paid the least, like all of this. You can look at the numbers if y'all want to look at charts yourself. And we can now see that somebody was able to rise above that and make it to that highest office. So regardless of how I may felt in her past, and I will remain 
I will try my best to continue to keep her accountable, just like we're going to always continue to keep Biden accountable, just like we've tried to keep Trump accountable, just like we fucking kept Obama accountable, because you're supposed to keep these people accountable. We're going to continue to do that. But that being said, I want to sing praises there. And I want to sing praises to Biden for the calm that a lot of people are feeling, because yes, we still mm -hmm. have 70 something days to go, right? Before Trump is supposed to get out of office. And there's still so much tension and there's still so much bullshit we've seen. But a lot of people that have been able to exhale, a lot of the LGBT community, that their rights were right on the docket. Mm -hmm. A lot of women that their rights were right on the docket. A lot of people that were watching their rights currently being fought against that now are able to sleep better at night knowing that an administration is coming in that at least says, we have to see what they do, but that at least says that they are going to take care of those people can now rest easy at night. And that is, is positive. And that's super... I'm not about to harp on that with some pessimistic shit. I'm not going to lie. I was about to say some stuff, but... We can't nah, be pessimistic now. We just have to be hopeful. Yeah, because that's what we All have. I was going to say is, like, at the end of the day, it's still being real to the fact that there are more factors at play. So, like, even if these people... You have to bear with these people a little bit, especially for the long haul of the duration of the presidency and, like, seeing what the cabinet members try and do because at the end of the day, there's more... Our, our countries run more than just on, like, the executive branch for sure like they're for still sure. the legislative they're still the judicial they're still big a race january 5th of, all of our georgia listeners for the control of the senate majority mm -hmm. there's still a lot more factors at play here so it's like having patience with people to see if plans are that we're talked about are actually getting implemented or at least being attempted to be implemented and what are the obstructions where do you need a fix where do you need to correct it's just like being patient and staying observant on all of that and i feel like especially now I can't say that. I'll say this. I know even during Trump's uh, presidency, like we're not still going through it until January something, even all within his presidency. I know a lot of people have been like, not my president or that was man, our president. fuck this country and all this. It's like, no, man, like my parents work way too damn hard to come to America. Like I'm proud to be an American as as whatever that might come off to certain people. Like this is where I grew up. This is where. I'm probably going to die. This is where my life has been. This is where my life will be lived. And all the opportunities presented me, all the loved ones, all the friends, all everything that's going on. And for me to just kind of turn my back on that and just to be like, man, fuck this place because a, a shithead was in office for four years. Like, that's still the president. You still try and work with him. You still try and get things done. And he's shown that he doesn't want to be worked with. And his presidency is coming to an end. I'm just happy that after seeing Joe Biden have the opportunity to become president-elect, the fact that when I saw that, I'm not somebody that generally gets choked up over the president. Like, even Obama's presidency didn't really hit me. I was a kid, though, to be fair. I was, I was kind of upset. I said that nigga stole my dream of becoming the first black president. So, if anything, I was kind of irate. But past that, um, it was feeling a general sense of, like you were saying, relief. Like, man, like, like, I'm not always am I happy to be an American, but in this moment... I feel hopeful for America and I'm truly, truly, truly happy to be an American. And I hope everyone who lost faith is also happy and remembers what it means to like be able to have a say in your democracy, be able to have a say in like your leadership, be able to have a say in like the, the trends of what might go on, like and happen in your country moving forward. And so it was a nice moment. And exactly. And this, these will be my final thoughts on this. And this is something I've said a hundred times on this podcast. And I will say every motherfucking time until this shit gets drilled into people's heads. So y'all can suck my dick. If y'all heard this from me a hundred times. One, I want to say 
that once Hillary Clinton lost in 2016 and President Donald Trump became the president-elect and we knew in January that Obama was going to be passing the keys to that nigga, mm. the first thing that happened for me was, okay, we are here now, like everybody fucking else mm -hmm. should have done. We are here now. It's not going to be tell this nigga to suck my dick for four years. It's going to be hope for the best and hope that this man does good. Does good. Okay? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of situations where he did not. There's a lot of situations that he fell short. There was a lot of hateful rhetoric. There was a lot of bullshit that he pushed forward. And there was a lot of division that he caused in this country that was really just him being the fire to the gasoline that has been poured on this country for 400 fucking years to where all of these 70 million people went out and voted for Donald fucking Trump after all of the shit that they've heard him deal do for these last four years. It's not like 70 million people gave him a chance and then said, oh, he didn't do the best. Let's try someone else. No, they heard the shit and intentionally decided that we are still going to vote for this person and this is still our guy. One thing I have to say whenever I get a chance to is just like I was hopeful with Donald Trump, unlike everybody else that I knew that wanted to be the most hate this man, oh, that's not my president, that's not this. No, that was our president. That's still currently our president and that is going to be our president till January 20th. So now that president, now speaking to the other side, now that president-elect joseph biden he is going to be our president in january he will be our president y'all need to suck a dick get over yourselves realize that it's over with and continue moving on just like that's what i'm saying to republicans just like democrats have to get over their fucking selves and quit acting like this sports team bullshit and realize that yes we won let's move forward and let's see where we go from here because the most patriotic thing we can do and this is the hundredth time the most patriotic thing we can do is be fucking critical of these people yeah. vote in our local elections and make sure that our voice is heard because for like x amount of years ago or whatever the fuck when the united states was found and we became a country in 1776 right all of our forefathers and all of those people they lived in a different time there was a different mentality there was all that going on but guess what happened our forefathers decided to throw that tea into the harbor to do all of the shit that they were doing because they tried to hold these niggas accountable and nothing was happening. They were just ignoring them and just pushing it forward. So now we've come to we've come so far in the United States where we've watched history repeat itself, where the powers that be have just kind of ignored the people and continued pushing the status quo for so long mm -hmm. that we are forced to hold them accountable in whatever yeah. way we see fit. And so always remember that regardless of who's in office, because that office don't matter as much as y'all yeah. think it does. It's all the other little shit that y'all ignore, except for every four years till we get to a president and then it becomes a big talk about politics. Politics matters on every level and it always matters to keep these niggas accountable. So remember and always fucking do that. Exactly. Like, that's perfectly said, man. I feel like it, I don't want to harp on it much longer, but boils down to not getting lackadaisical just because your guy didn't make it into office. Stay on everybody's ass and make sure that in the meantime they're actually doing what they're supposed to because as soon as you start this lackadaisical mentality of not my president and I don't give a fuck till the next four when I vote for the one guy because of the color that he represents, red or blue, you're not gonna, you're gonna 
perpetuate a system of whoever is in office being in office not doing shit for the people because they know you're not going to give a fuck till the next election cycle and then they're going to try and rile you up like i care about you stay on their ass the whole times but i know we got a little bit more to get into or was that it because uh, basically it just because i was going to say i wanted to wait till next episode yeah, just yeah. so we can wait mm-hmm. for more news on this one yeah right but one last thing I had to say, since there wasn't much sports news that I cared about other than the NBA, NBA and the MBPA coming together and making it finalized that the start of the next season is going to be December 22nd, mm-hmm. and that... That draft's <clears throat> coming up. Right and they changed the it so that the draft's coming up November 18th, I mm-hmm. believe, mm-hmm. and they made it so that free agency, because free agency was going to start a little bit later, yeah. which is weird because it's December 22nd, but they made it so that free agency can start literally right after the draft, so that once the draft is over with, we can just start yeah, to see good some news of the moves. Again, so right? we have some good news coming within the next week or so. Um, so that's basketball um, and soccer news. Jao Felix, bicycle kick was one of the most nuts things I've ever seen. I know that was just something to kind of mention, but it's just like if you care about soccer if you care about the beautiful sport of football like please go to your youtubes and search the Jao felix bicycle kick attempt because that was like the john morant posters that haven't happened yet on some like all-star crazy shit like this nigga, that's the one that you put on a poster even if it didn't finish. bro i'm telling you like if you know? this shit went in it would have been goal of the decade goal of the decade the goal of the past decade for sure goal of the current decade for sure like this is one of those goals that was so fucking nasty that was one of the you had the gall to do this goals like the fact that that's only that's young cheekiness you know what i'm saying like that is something that the youth is going to bring you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying on somebody that really because you're not stuck in your ways nothing because we've all seen bicycle kicks as people that have played this sport Mm -hmm. like most of the times when you see a bicycle kick it's always like a fall back into and then mm-hmm. hit it. This nigga watched. This man did some karate kid. I'm gonna turn and try and flip. Do it like this nigga swore he was a ninja turtle. One hundred. This nigga saw the ball coming, twists his body as he's watching the ball, jumps in the air to do some ninja back side kick, and barely, bro. That shit was so nasty. Yeah. So if you care about sports in general, please watch that shit. Yeah. But that's all I had to say. I don't really have much football news. You know, I got to ride for my Saints. New Orleans Saints. You're beating the shit, beating out, the the shit out the Buccaneers. We're gonna see the number one. We're about to be the number one seed in the nfc south fuck the rest of them niggas i don't care what the fuck y'all talking about the falcons suck dick the panthers suck dick the buccaneers are buccaneering and guess what that means sucking dick we are going straight to the top of this division nigga so, saints all day without we further ado though who that we that nigga yes sir <laughs> you already know we're gonna leave it up on the up this is the all space thank y'all for tuning in we'll catch y'all next week yes sir ski let's go man let's get it you don't have to stop that fuck that